0: This is Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. My name is Doris Corda, and for the past several years I've been training educators. Listen to these episodes and hear about some of the extraordinary programs they've created. We call these pioneers the fire starters. See if you can get some ideas that you can implement yourself to change your own practice. In this episode, Doris speaks with Mel McGee, Founder and CEO of We Can Code It. Mel shares how she applied Corda Method in coding boot camps that are making the tech industry more diverse and inclusive by preparing unemployed and underemployed adults to be skilled software developers. She explains how the innovative curriculum is directly impacting students' employability after graduation. Hi, Mel. Hey, Doris. How are you? I am great. I'm talking to you. I'm <laughs> <That's> so excited. <laughs> So, Mel, what you do is a little different from the normal teacher, and I'd love for you to share who you are, what you do, and why you decided to do it, and
1: what you're doing, what the results are, what's happening with it. I'd love to. So, I have been in the software industry for a little over 20 years now. Um, I started off as a developer and I've had different roles in IT, but I've always had my hands in code. I've always loved the creative side of problem solving. Um, A few years back, I would go on uh, speaking engagements, and I found a lot of women, especially, were coming up to me saying, can you teach me how to code? And I learned quickly that they felt intimidated asking my male peers, um, and they felt more comfortable with my style and my approach. So I started saying yes. After a while, enough people were asking that I decided to create a class. So We Can Code. It started very organically um, from this need, from this need in the community. Uh, So we started as a women's group, but the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, diversity isn't just women it's not just race gender it's not just age it's experience there are so many different aspects of diversity and this was extremely important to me because i as a woman in tech have found myself very feeling very alone very, i am one of the few women in tech unfortunately and women people of color are very underrepresented in technology and I want to change that. And I want to change that not only because it helps uh, those individuals get really great paying careers that are are really satisfying, but it also helps our society in the sense that we need a ton of computer professionals out there. We need programmers to fill uh, the million expected unfilled U.S. jobs by 2020. So I found myself really wanting to to do more with um, diversity and technology and i started getting requests so this happened very organically started getting requests for coding boot camps fast track coding programs now you have to remember i have my own software development company going on at the same time so this was a big shift for me Um, but i decided this is where my passion was and i was seeing some amazing results and some uh, very very happy women coming out of my classes. So um, March of 2015, we launched our very first coding boot camp uh, focused on diversity and inclusion in technology. So our students go through our um, either daytime or evening program. We wanted to leave evening evenings open for folks who have to work, uh, but it's still a very fast paced, intense program and our focus is on craft, community, social consciousness, um, and it's also very much on employability. So we've seen some amazing results from our boot camp, helping folks start great new careers as software developers, which happens to pay a great deal of money and has a lot of great, fun, creative things you can do with it, uh, problem solving, respect, all of these great rewards that go along with it.
0: Well, then you and I you and I met and started working together before your first boot camp. And I think it would help a lot if you gave a couple examples of who the students were. And even if you remember, I mean you you've taught so many since, but even in that very first class or anybody. Yeah. Just who who is it that we're talking about? Right. Our first few
1: cohorts, um, we had... And you can use uh, you can use code names, right? Yes. If you want. Thank you. Debbie is a great example of a successful student who has uh, come out of We Can Code It and using the quarter method, how she has really been successful in her life when she started with us. Um, she was a single mom. She had a college degree, but she was very under underemployed. So she was making uh, what would be considered poverty uh, under the poverty level. So she was very underemployed. She had a child to take care of. She didn't have much time. She was very bright um, and she was stuck in a very dead end situation. Uh, she found out about We Can Code It. She came in. Um, we use problem and project based learning in a very collaborative a community, a team approach uh, to solving problems. And she just rocked it out. I mean, she just did phenomenally in the program. She really um, got very excited and motivated about it. And at the end of the program, she ended up um, making five times as much with one of our employers than she had made That's prior crazy. to the program. So, I mean, you can just so imagine. So, she,
0: she got a full-time job in IT, and Correct. Software, that, development. Yep. software development. Software um, development. That that's incredible. That's incredible. And you have yeah. story after story like that. Yes.
1: Story after story. Most of our students come in again unemployed or underemployed or very unhappy in a dead end career. For example, we have another student, uh, Liz, who went through our program. Now she she was a college uh, major in marketing. Um, So she went through college, but she ended up, like so many folks who go into very saturated careers, she ended up with a a job in a cubicle, I think, you know, doing telemarketing or something like that. And she was not happy, so unhappy in that job that she said that she was going to uh, become a waiter at a nice restaurant because at least she'd be able to get out of her cubicle and probably make a little bit more money. So when she came to us, she was sort of at the end of her rope there and thought, you know, um, her father was a software developer. So she thought early on and this this is the kicker for women uh, or anyone who doesn't feel invited to the tech table is early on college does not attract women, people of color into programs. They're, they're attracting the same uh, folks over and over again. So Yeah, into tech programs, right. Yeah, into tech programs. And so they're so, you know, so she saw We Can Code It. Her dad told her about We Can Code It. So uh, she came to us, and again, she just put the effort forth, really working. We work on not only, you know, programming and, and solving problems using using software development, sure. but we also help them work on careers. We have a very heavy career focus as well. So they're doing things, they're creating networks, they're going to events um, and meetups and groups and stuff like that throughout the progress. She got a job immediately after graduating the program, one of those, you know, four times the salary she was making before. She's super happy. She's a software developer and she's very proud. and very. Another one was a mother-daughter team, which I loved because the mom used to be an engineer and then she decided to uh, homeschool her children, so she uh, stayed at home. Now, her daughter went to college, and she majored in English, and she was working as an educator, as a teacher, a K-12 teacher, and she was sort of burnt out from that, um, and she found out about us, and then she convinced her mom, hey, mom, why don't you do this with me?
0: Oh, so wow. they both That's went through the wonderful. program together. That's that fantastic. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it was it was perfect. Yeah, and again, hired you know job offers before they even graduated. You know, tremendous story. Well, stories. I've been I've been watching. You've been
0: hitting it out of the park, cohort after cohort. You're you're yeah. the you've kept up in the what I'll call the diversity uh, part of your mission. The yes. cohort after cohort of very very diverse students uh adults who are unemployed and underemployed and in a few intense weeks you teach them to code and you teach them the kinds of skills that they need that make them uh hugely employable and they're having success they're having not only financial success but career success and life success and so mel give an example think of uh one of the problems that a team worked to solve, and what they what they did, and and then what
1: what kinds of things they learned by doing that. Absolutely, I'm excited to. We have a ton of projects, but first, let me step back a little bit and explain how our program works. So, we use the CORDA method, and we start with skill building and methodology prior to um, in a problem project based way prior to allowing students to get together and come up with their own final project ideas, right? So the students get together and pitch out uh, project ideas to their classmates and the classmates vote on them. And the top four or five, depending on the number of students in a class, end up getting selected. And the thing I'm really proud about is our students make these wonderful, socially-minded, community-oriented applications for their final projects. So they work on their final projects prior to presenting them during our career day, and they present them to employers and other community members. Um, And we've had some amazing, cool projects, a lot of projects about urban farming, uh, keeping your kids safe with QR codes and, and stuff like that, but and really helpful stuff like that. One that sticks out to me, though, a lot was a street harassment reporting app done by one of our students who was robbed and assaulted at a bus stop. So after oh, wow. this assault, yeah, exactly, and you know, what, what really bothered her about this, not that that isn't awful on its own, but to add insult to injury, she learned that additional assaults happened right there at that same bus stop that very same day, but she wow. wasn't made aware, right, right? I yeah. mean, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she yeah. pitched
0: that idea coming from her personal experience and then created an app that mm-hmm. would, what, what did this? so that I assume the app, Gives you information on where you are relative yeah. to safety.
1: Yeah, it's an app, and people can look on it on uh, on their mobile phone or on their desktop. But it's a it's a mapping app, and it helps others who are waiting for a bus. So they can you this whoever's waiting for a bus can look on it and see real time crime activity. Um, so before they even decide to use a bus stop, they can look on this app. And figure out. Wait a second. There's crime going on around here. I might just go to this other bus stop or find another way to work. Right. Um, so wow. she's really helped a lot of people. So this is. These are the kind of beautiful um, projects that come out of um, our students, and they're learning and they're putting it all together and they're giving back. They are giving back to the community. And um, I think that's well special. and in again. So if you think about the
0: students you have coming in are uh, are not your usual suspects for uh, becoming programmers. That, right. These right. These are they and they don't know any coding when they come in the door for and the, by the time yep. for the most part. And a few weeks later, they're presenting to prospective employers. Uh, products that they've created to solve a yeah. problem. Yeah. So during that three, four, or five weeks when they're working as a team to build a product that is a solution to the problem that they've, they all have a shared passion for solving, what are the kinds of things that the folks on that team have to do and learn as they race to have a successful product to present by the end.
1: <laughs> I love that you use the word race. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we teach strong programming languages in Cleveland and Columbus. And In Cleveland we focus on C Sharp uh, because it's what most employers around Cleveland use. So We want to give employable skills to students. However in Columbus we teach Java. Java and C Sharp are pretty much sister languages, they're very similar. Um, but uh, we teach them based on the students' location and what the employers in the area are looking for for the most part. Um, we also keep, Yeah, yeah, I mean I think it's necessary if our if our job is to help our students um, become successfully employed as software uh, developers and other in other roles in the IT industry. We need to be providing them with the languages that are most prevalent in their areas Um, so when
0: they so their solution in cleveland has to be created in that language versus a different language in columbus because that's what you want that's what they need to learn in order to be highly employable in their markets
1: yes gotcha yeah uh students also learn um, front end as well. So C sharp and Java are back called back end languages. There's front end languages as well that students really love to really dive into. So HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, um, which are front end web based languages, and and pretty fun, by the way. I mean, they're pretty exciting and creative. So they get, they, they really get in, a lot of them get into being creative through these languages. So is it
0: safe to, is it safe to say the front end languages are what they use to develop the parts of programs that we users see? You got it. You got and it. And the back end is the engine.
1: Amen. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they, you know, and it's, it's very exciting to see them grow and, navigate through all of the programming languages out there. In, in the project phase of their experience, they end up working a lot with APIs, they're called, application programming interfaces. So they work with all the programs. A lot of the students end up pulling in Google Maps to make custom maps. For example, the student I was talking about before who did the street harassment app, um, she took a Google Maps API. Integrated it with uh, data from a database that was updated regarding crime rates, and that's how she came up with this wonderful visual to display to others who needed, um, who wanted to utilize her application. Other skills students really need to grasp include some basic design patterns. So. We facilitate their learning of something called MDC, which stands for Model View Controller. It's simply a pattern, a framework for students to sort of hold on to while they're creating web applications, and the beauty about this is, not only is it, um, does it make a student's life easier because things are really organized well for them, they learn this organized approach, but employers love it because employers, more and more uh, employers are utilizing those patterns. They also learn something that they would never learn in college called GitHub, or I haven't seen it taught yet. Yeah, let me put it that way. GitHub is used by almost every programmer. We're all using these repositories to share our code and to store our code and to save our code and to make sure everybody on our team has the latest and greatest updated uh, code elements, right? So, uh, you yep. know, but they don't use it. They, the student employers are, like, using this all over the place, but... It's not taught, you know, it's not taught because it's, it's more of a, a skill, more of an application. But it's something that is really important and a little difficult for to grasp on your own. So um, I'm really happy that they end up being so well-versed in it by the time the program's over. Um, on top of that, you know, students, our students are, are very different, right? And they are learning something that I, I can't say most programmers are learning and that is the importance of communication and teamwork. Because of the Corda mm-hmm. method and because of the teamwork involved, the community involved, the, the full holistic approach of it, it is understanding this, this, this complete picture of what it is to be on a team working with others that, that you just don't get in college. And it ends up, like, students end up walking out with a confidence and maturity that i have rarely seen from other uh, schools of thought so to say
0: so. yeah and you've been in the industry so you you've been in the trenches and you know yeah. uh, you know you can have the most brilliant coder in the world and if they can't work with others or on a team
1: it's done Yeah, absolutely. And nobody else wants to work with them and things get stalled and it's awful. So that is so important and is important to employers too. I mean, emotional intelligence is really the strongest indicator of success at a company, right? And the quarter method really embeds that, right? Well, yeah,
0: it's all about building those skills and the collaborative skills and, and creative problem solving. And so you very bravely, I mean, from the first time we met, you knew coding, you knew software development, you knew the technology part, and you were yes. very brave in seeking out the curricular and instructional practice methods that you could use to incorporate so that the learning would be powerful. Yes. Talk, talk about how the learning has happened. What, what are your takeaways about the value of this method as
1: you've seen it play out and we can code it? Absolutely. So using... Your method has really, wow, really helped us hit it out of the park like we have and really helped us differentiate ourselves and continue to have 80% of our students are women or minorities. Now compare that with the traditional computer science classroom on uh, college campuses as well as in the industry. It's the reverse. It's. Yeah. I mean, at most you're going to have 20 percent women and minorities in those classes. So, so attracting those who usually aren't, don't feel invited to the table or are just downright repulsed, right, <laughs> by yeah. a standard computer science class, where they see a bunch of people lined up, you know, hearing a lecture that you want to fall asleep, and oh my gosh, when is this going to end, and how is this going to affect my GPA, and all of these crazy concerns, you know, first of all. Your method eliminates that. It eliminates that. I mean, it's not, this is not about professing. This is not about the teacher. This is not, this is all student-centered. It's about how to deliver to the student and to do it on terms that are best for them, not best for the administration of education, right? So, and by that, I mean, you know, some kind of industrial revolution sense of we have to get a student from class to class at this time to make it most efficient. No, this is, this is about learning and engagement. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part because it really did help us attract a different audience, the audience we want to attract, the audience that needs to be in tech that don't feel invited. So that was, I mean, first and foremost, just the community aspect, the team building, the teamwork, the creative problem solving, not just, hey, type this stuff and geek out, right, staring at your shoes, right. but no, working together in agile, collaborative fashion. Um, right. It, it's it's what software's about. So your method also fit perfectly in with, you know, how more innovative software teams are working together in agile approaches. It, it fits perfectly with computer science education. The ideas of, you know, learning by experimenting and the ability to um, look problems up holistically, um, is so important, especially as we progress here (laughs) in the 21st century. So being able to see the impacts of different solutions and understanding there's not just a single solution um, has been a, a great value to the students. Another huge part of the quarter method that is a pillar of We Can Code It is that it teaches students how to teach themselves, right? you're not force feeding them. You're teaching them how to fish, not giving them the fish. And we very strongly believe in that, especially in the software development industry and pretty much any industry, honestly, in the 21st century, right and beyond. You have to change, you have to be adaptable. You have to figure out how to look things up, how to search for things. And we take that very seriously in our classroom. We have them, they have a question you know, we, they, instead of saying, hey, teacher, please give me the answer to this so I can fill it in. No, we're going to push back a little. We're going to say, hey, have you looked this up? How about talking to a classmate? Uh, how about talking to other people in your group? Then if you're still struggling, let me help you out. But it's not, you know, it's 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 a self-reliance in a sense, right? Right. But
0: there's real meat that they have to learn. There's content. There's their skills and there's also, they have to learn how to code. Yes. They actually have things, technology that they need to, that they need to master and yes. me- me- mechanics. I, I've seen, you know, I've been to your career day and I've seen the quality of the presentations and of the, the systems that your students have built. And um, I've been blown away and you can see you had a packed room of employers. And I was thrilled to hear afterwards that everybody got, you know, everybody got a job coming out of these workshops. Talk about, talk about how this, how this is growing. Like, so you started, I mean, uh, you started with one workshop in March in
1: Cleveland. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and w- yeah. what's happened? March. 2015 we began in Cleveland with a a handful of students a handful it was our pilot group right yeah and guess what I made a lot of mistakes I made a lot of mistakes and I learned and yeah but student you know and the program we are very interested in continuous learning continuous feedback loops and and getting uh, tweaking and getting better each and every time one thing that really stuck in my head from going through your workshop was the importance of reflection so from the very beginning we ensured that not only were we the students going through this problem project based learning but then they were reflecting on it um, and and sort of integrating it into their whole lives right and so uh, by that small group um, we, we even started it there. We had daily stand-ups. So we'd get in the yeah. Circle. Um, and that helps them also with uh, Scrum, which they'll see in a business environment if the business is using Agile um, methodology. They, they do daily stand-ups, communication. So we had a constant feedback loop um, going on from students because of that and one-on-ones with the students as well. Um, from that, we have grown <laughs> from that little tiny cohort – to graduating uh, 150 students per campus annually. And we wow. have two campuses now and we plan to open a couple more next year.
0: Wow. Uh, you
1: know, the work you're
0: doing is exactly what has to happen to start changing really an entire
1: industry. Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah. Well, Mel, thank you. I keep keep doing what you're doing. It's it's I I'm just so Honored to, to know you and watch what you're doing. It's powerfully important. The feeling
1: is mutual, Doris. Hey. And honestly, I am forever indebted to you uh, for really getting us started because you really helped us avoid a lot of, a lot of mistakes, you know, and avoid a lot of uh, issues and, and problems and instead create a very successful program which actually helps people. And, you know, Yay, helps, helps the whole community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mel, for this, this conversation.
0: If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. For more information about our training, go to wildfire education.org.